Yo, welcome back to another Return to Play podcast. And football is back. It's training camp week one, day two or three on the field, or one or two for some teams. Uh, Steelers just got out on the field today. Listen to Patrick Peterson interview. Can't wait to see him in the black and gold uh, play all over the field, as he said. Coach Tomlin's letting me be a football player, not just a cornerback, he said. So take that as you will. But I'm excited for Steelers this season. I'm excited for, obviously, just everything football. And we're going to get get into these injuries. There's already a few injuries here day one and more than just some soft tissue stuff going on. But first, want to say fuck you to Draft Sharks. Uh, trying to make an account here and uh, to use their services. And just so Danny and I can look at the information at the same time, can't, can't do it. Can't log into two accounts at once. So uh, we were going to pay too. We were going to pay the six bucks a month or whatever, but uh, now it's uh fuck you draft sharks. We're not paying you shit. We're using your week free trial and, and we're out. So tweet at draft sharks. Fuck you. And follow us on Twitter at Return to Play Pod. Also coming up in a week or two, going to do a deep dive into social media and digital media and uh, effects on mental health, attention, behavior, and some pretty, pretty much the the corporate war for our attention going on that uh, no one's really talking about. We're going to talk about it here. I got I got a team of researchers, aka one librarian, helping me out and finding some articles. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good. So stay tuned for that. But uh, any anything else you want to get off your chest, Danny? No, no Steelers injuries. So I'm I'm good. I'm cool. Having a good time. Yep. Still don't still don't have a house. Other than that, we're Gucci. Yeah. I'm going to try next weekend to make it out to Panthers training camp to see Bryce Young and company. And I think, uh, you know, it's going to be hot, though. It's, it's, it's hot out. We are now in a, uh, the, uh, I forget which entity it was. It wasn't the WHO, but somebody, the UN, the UN said we went from global warming to global boiling today. Uh, <laughs> They've de- officially declared it gl- global boiling. So watch your balls. I know the water in Florida uh, came in at 101 degrees water temperature. <laughs> uh, on the, the, the ocean? Yeah. No, there's no way. Right on the beach. Oh. Like, say, like the area. Right offshore. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, you're pretty much go if you're going to the beach in Florida right now, you're gonna be getting in the hot tub for water. Huh. Uh, Sounds amazing. Yeah, no doubt we're 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 warming up and we're heating up here, getting into football season. <laughs> Let's get right into it, Joe Burrow, old Joe, and that uh, unhappy triad. He now hurt the opposite knee. Opposite leg got carted off the field. Pretty much the entire community that covers this stuff, uh, as well as we do, uh, all agree 
uh, Danny with the the quick tweet there today uh, that we all think it's a calf strain, uh, maybe a hyper extension. I didn't really watch. I watched the thumbnail of the video. I didn't get to zoom in at work. But um, what do you think on that, on Joey? Yeah, I think you know, just a typical calf strain. I don't. It doesn't seem like the uh, like a, an Achilles rupture, and he wasn't really. Uh, didn't look like enough forcible. Oh, this is this is a fucking riveting analysis. I'm not trying to say. Didn't look like there was enough force there to be like that serious of an injury. He didn't react like you would think he would with it. You know, if he if he felt that big pop and had his Achilles, you know, balled up in his calf. Uh, so I I think just a just a calf strain, like I said, like I tweeted, you know, something week to week. He could be out maybe a month or two. But the longer it goes without them kind of like clarifying makes me a little more nervous and maybe it could be an Achilles. I don't know. By the time you're listening to this, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be a bigger update in the morning. Uh, so by the time you're listening, this will probably be outdated news anyways. But my assumption is just a, just a calf strain. Felt a pretty bad pull as he was kind of rolling out there and just went down. Yeah, probably. Maybe, maybe misses a couple games at the beginning of the season if it's worse, but not good for the old contract extension. Definitely not good. Honestly, it's uh, we. Uh, I said I want Joey B to be the highest paid quarterback, higher oh. than uh, Herbert. Uh, may, well, and I also saw on that note uh, the Browns have the most expensive offense in the league uh, this season. I don't yeah. know what the Browns are going to do next year. I haven't. I. I have no idea. And they kind of kind of all in. They have a great team. They really should be good this year. But then next year, the, I don't I don't know how they can, unless the cap jumps like a crazy amount, like way more than they're projecting. I think but they are, in, 10, they are in trouble. Prediction. Yeah. The Browns. And, the, and the, the, the fat, fat guarantees that they've given out and the huge signing bonuses and stuff, it gives you less uh, – Less wiggle room to restructure and kind of kick the can down the road. They're already they were like sixty million over the projected cap already. I don't know. It's bad news. They can restructure Deshaun a little bit, but then I mean he's already going to have a sixty-four million cap hit for the next three years. But restructure that a little bit, kick it down the road. Then you're facing a freaking eighty, ninety million dollar cap hit at some point. Like it's just, I don't know, man. So yeah, I hope the Bengals get kind of get into it. Well, Joe Joe Burrow, if he if he's smart, I mean, honestly, two fifty million like all these other quarterbacks are getting over the course of five years. Like, if you're making two hundred plus million, what's a few extra million? Like, how how big of a difference is two fifty compared to two forty? You know what I mean? Like, these dudes, yeah. like if Burrow, the way, if he comes out here talking about, oh, we're gonna have enough to keep everybody, we're gonna keep T and keep you know, like. If he if it, if he one ups Justin Herbert, which everything's speculation, but there's been you know NFL reporters saying like it's going to be bigger than Herbert's, like then you're just stupid, and I hope they do it. <laughs> uh, and Joe Joe Burrow just uh, got endorsed by Body Armor. Apparently, the Body Armor did not protect his calf. Uh, body Armor <laughs> does not work for your calves. <laughs> uh let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. Jalen Ramsey just got to Miami 
from Durams, and he sprained his meniscus. So that means he tore his meniscus, and he will be out reportedly six to eight weeks. But as I as I tweeted earlier today, if you when you do come back from that meniscus cleanup, you are whether they say it or not, you're going to have pain and irritation and discomfort in that in that repaired or cleaned up knee uh, playing football, particularly at the cornerback position where he is twisting, cutting, uh, stop and go all the time. Uh, that puts a lot of tension. And, and if they clean up the knee, if the, the meniscus, that means there is more bone on bone contact in that knee and thus irritation, discomfort, inflammation, and that's going to be uh, real tough for him long term down the road. But uh, so who knows how many, you know, how this affects not only this season, but maybe how many more years he's got um, in him with that. But not a huge deal overall. Uh, something to keep an eye on, though, as I think he kind of lost a step last year, even. Anything on that before we get back to offense? It's tough for the Dolphins for sure. Similar what I was just ranting about with the Browns. They've made a lot of moves, gave out some big money, traded traded a lot of picks, forfeited a pick, uh, you know, to get these big-time players. They're kind of all in for this year, too, uh, especially, you know, a Tua contract on the horizon next year. They might, if, if this season goes south, they might have to blow, blow it up a little bit. So, uh, like Steve said, you know, it shouldn't be, it might cause, you know, long-term concerns for Jalen Ramsey, especially if it's a more severe uh, meniscus tear. But when he does get back this year, he'll still be – he'll be effective, you know, close to 100% by the time he's cleared. Yeah, but, you know, six to eight weeks means you're missing – Oh, definitely missing week, part week, of the season for sure. Week one and two, maybe week three and four, even. It's been a guy like a guy like Jalen Ramsey too. I can see kind of milking it and coming back in week eight. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's Thomas, that's a stretch. But Michael Thomas it a little bit. And speaking of Michael Thomas, he is cleared for training camp, so this will be his first full season uh, back to prepare for the year. Has only played ten games in the last three years and they, they've got some newer younger talent on that wide receiving core in the saints so i see michael thomas fantasy wise taking a tertiary role and maybe not playing um 80 even 75 percent snap count he might be more like 65 percent of the snap count and just uh and kind of used as a uh a go route type of guy, which he's great at doing, but um, who knows? I don't see Michael Thomas having like some miraculous Adrian Peterson comeback year, especially after basically three years off, off and on. So we'll, we'll see, but I would, I would kind of steer clear of Michael Thomas, particularly uh, in redraft. He's going, I believe in best ball, he's going around the, um, eighth, ninth round, something like that. So there's still some some much – like Cortland Sutton's going right around the same price as uh, Michael Thomas, and I have much higher hopes for Cortland Sutton this year with the new um, regime in Denver. Uh, let's finish up with 
Garrett Wilson inversion ankle sprain, which means uh, probably not the high ankle sprain, uh, probably more of a deltoid uh, lower ankle sprain. It says one to two weeks prediction. Uh, I or oh, so I think that's what I just wrote. I wrote one to two weeks. They they might stretch that into three, but three three weeks from now is um, you know August seventeenth. So he would have he would still have three weeks to get ready for the start of the season. I expect him to be back for week one. Uh, but you know now he's missing some relationship building t- with um, Aaron Rodgers there, who also inked a two three year deal with the Jets. So a- anything on those receivers? Yeah, that was that was big time by Rodgers. It, it, Packers fans got to be sick because <laughs> he freaking held them hostage for so long, like taking so much money, destroying their cap situation. They're they're still fucking screwed from all the dead money from Rodgers and then just to take a massive pay cut to help the Jets out they got to they got to be feeling some type of way but yeah I'm not too worried about uh Garrett Wilson M- Michael Thomas I'm not touching him basically what Steve said it's been no. so long since he's played or you know put up anything consistent and um, who kn- who knows if he even does play or how much he does play so, you know, not till your freaking late, late rounds if you are going to take a flyer on. Especially, you know, they're bringing in so many more targets for other people. Oh, I got the beer hiccups. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Garrett Wilson, I'm not too worried about. I think he'll be fine by the time the season rolls around. Just a, just a common ankle sprain. So, for the, the meat and potatoes of our episode here, we're, we're going to tier system or... or go through some top tight ends of the league and if they are high risk injury or not. And we are going to give you a breakdown on the tight ends here. Um, and then, then we will obviously do wide receivers and quarterbacks, I think a little bit later into August uh, or next week. Who knows? You never know. We're going to keep you on your toes here. But for today, we're going to do tight ends, and let's start with Zach Ertz, who is on the pup list, a clear and obvious high-risk injury tight end. He's old. Uh, He's got a lot of miles on the tire. Uh, 13 previous injuries uh, dating back to 2011 in college, but... uh, you know, had between 2011 2015, he wasn't hurt. But ever since then, he's had at least one injury a season where he's missed some time. And kind of looking through this, couple concussions, hamstring, a grade three ankle in 2020, which is you know a long term injury that kind of sticks with you, and then the the ACL, the grade three ACL in week. 10 of last year in November. So, you know, looking at his injury history, he's probably not on the short end of an ACL recovery, which is eight or nine months. He's probably looking closer to a full year and at least, at least that, you know, late September return, uh, which would be Early season, my guess is sometime in October. And if they are 
they are hot garbage like everyone is predicting, you know, does he come back at all? I th- he's a gamer and he if he's going to do all of this rehab and and put in all this work, he's definitely going to come back uh at at some point this season. But boy, I I don't know. He might only be around for the the last 5 6 games. Uh, so obviously he's not going to be a drafted tight end in in redraft leagues, but yeah, not not good looking for Zach Ertz there. I don't know who the backup tight end for the Cardinals is, but uh, they're they're going to be hot shit anyway. Oh, Trey Trey McBride, rookie, rookie, Coast Carolina. I'd probably stay yeah, stay away from him too, but I guess oh, you could you could take a flyer on it, like you can take him in the last last round or something. Or, you know what uh, I mean? Like yeah, take a shot if on the you guy. Got, if you if you're gonna roll the dice with Kyler number, Murray, it might as well. A number a number one tight end, still a number one tight end. Yeah, they're gonna have to throw the ball a lot this year, I'm guessing. So James Conner too, definitely gonna be the bell cow there at running back. Um, I would say James Conner is at high high risk uh, for injury just based on volume. Let's uh, get to Darren Waller. Big signing with the Giants. Um, didn't play a lot last year. What happened to him last year? Hamstring strain in October of last year and put on IR. Tough. Yeah, I don't think he played much at all before that, even because uh, he had hamstring strain again in July. So that's that's tough. Usually, when you get soft tissue injuries repeated then you are a high risk for, for a third repeat or, or further. Once you've done it twice, it's a weak point in your body, no matter how much uh, rehab you do to it. Um, so, And he's had a plethora of knee sprains to go with that as well. So he ha- And it's all this right leg. So it's all that that right leg is, is very um, susceptible, very vulnerable, and obviously – this is dated back uh, for for three years now, this knee problem. So I don't think it's going anywhere. So while Darren Waller is definitely primed to have a good season with the Giants, I, I don't know. I, I would I would say he's definitely a four, four out of five for missing time, missing significant time, meaning over four games, four or more games. So I, I would put him at, you know, He'll he'll play two thirds of the seasons, my my guess. Yeah, another high risk guy for sure, especially uh going from the Raiders system to now the Giants. He's gonna have less production. Even if he is healthy, he's gonna have less production anyways. Uh so here's the play for Waller in redraft or or even dynasty, God forbid. Uh He'll start the season, uh, God willing, and he'll. I think he'll be very good on that offense when he does play. So week two, three, or four, sell high, trade Waller for for whatever you need, uh, draft Waller and trade high because. Um, but Waller's still going, uh, I believe, is like around tight end seven, eight. You know, in in best ball. So yeah, I don't I don't hate that. It's a good strategy. I gotta clarify. I said uh, McBride was a Coast Carolina guy. Isaiah Likely 
was a Coastal Carolina guy for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Trey McBride, Colorado State guy. Regardless, both had solid rookie years. Don't touch Ertz. You can you can you can touch Mc. You can take a chance on McBride if you need a tight end. But yeah, sucks for Ertz. I hate I hate when he first got traded. That was like a great situation for him. And man, did that quickly go south. But Arizona, he I wouldn't be surprised. I'd say it's more likely that he doesn't play at all this year. So by the time he comes off the pup, Arizona's going to be freaking two and six. With I mean that's. Might get ugly. Kind of the other side of the spectrum here, uh, TJ Hawkinson for Minnesota Vikings. Another prolific offense should be should be a high scoring or a high passing rate offense. And I'd say he's he's low risk. Um, hasn't ha- hasn't been injured at all last year, and before that, he's only had a grade one knee sprain, a shoulder sprain. Um, and an ankle sprain in 2019. So just a few minor injuries throughout. And I'd say I would I would put him as a low risk, um, high value. He's going as tight end three in um in fantasy here. So I would say he's worth that price tag out of especially looking at the top of five. And actually Darren Waller on this list is going at tight end five. I would definitely stay away from that at five. But um, the other top ones, Kelsey, Andrews, and Kyle Pitts, all surrounding Hawkinson. I would say out of those four, Hawkinson's got the best um, stability, least likely to to have missed time. So, uh, yeah, any disagreement? uh, This this site sucks because it's not even – because he freaking snapped his leg a couple years ago. I mean, he he had a lot of bad injuries initially. Last year, he was he was fully healthy, uh, which is great. I'd, I'd say he's a moderate risk, but I'm huge on Hawkinson this year, especially a full year, full offseason in Minnesota. 20, 2019, he broke his leg and tore ligaments in his ankle, it says. Yeah, that one season. Well, it just says season-ending ankle injury on there. But, yeah, he freaking snapped his leg because that was ugly when it happened. But granted, that's, you know, three seasons ago at this point. Like I said, just completed a full a full season last year. Well, the Draft Sharks has it as an ankle injury, but they just they just said the ankle part. They didn't say that the leg fracture included with it. But yeah, he got freaking not quite horse collared, but kind of pulled down backwards right on the sideline. I remember watching it live. But yeah, I mean, remarkable recovery, good, great production last year. He's in a better system which the lions are actually a pretty good system too regardless of if he got traded or not i think i think this is going to be a big year for hawkinson yeah and just to quickly go over the other two top tight ends i already mentioned mark andrews uh he he gets banged up from time to time he's a very physical player as i believe he's entering year uh five yeah five or six i don't know if that season's played or that I think it's seasons played, so I think he's entering year six. That's starting to become a, a veteran player at, at a physical position and, and a physical play style. So you know, obviously he's going to be the man on that offense for as far as pass catching goes. But uh, yeah, Mark Andrews still, I would say, you know, a two a two point seven, two point eight, just just above halfway to miss. 
um, for more games. Unlikely, but uh, definitely some risk with Mark Andrews as he's getting a little older. Not nearly as much risk as you're taking with Travis Kelsey, obviously a first-round fantasy pick, and he is entering year 11. So that is a long time in the league. That's about the same as um, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz might have a couple couple years on him, but um, yeah, he uh, Travis Kelsey, he takes some hits over the middle too. So, you know, I don't know how much they're going to, He's always Mahomes' go-to guy, and Kadarius Tony's already heard on that team, only bringing back MVS as their only returning receiver. He's the focal point of that offense, sure. Um, but, geez, it, I'd hate to say it, he's almost due for an injury um, just just because of the, the factors. Yeah. Been remarkably healthy. I thought he, uh, I thought he tore his ACL like way, way back in the day. But that just says knee patella fracture. Maybe that's what it was. Because I know he ended up missing the whole season at the beginning of his career. Yeah, 2015. No, the the very first, the knee patella fracture in 2013. Oh. Let me see. Because he missed his entire rookie year. Yeah, that was 2013. But yeah, remarkable health. But like Steve's saying, he's getting older. He kind of almost is due. But he's one of them guys. He's not like a Gronk where he's just freaking plowing through dudes and playing entirely physical. He's pretty smart with his body and uh, you know, knows, knows to find the creeks and the crevices and goes down without too much contact. But, yeah, I, I mean, but he, he's low risk as far as, like, history of, you know, he doesn't miss games. He's always producing, but he is, he is getting older. That's something to think about. Uh, Mark Andrews banged up last year, never missed more than two games in a season, though. Um, you know, he's playing through a lot of injuries last year. I think Lamar, now that he has his contract, obviously more, you know, there's no, not that ugly rift between him and the, and the franchise anymore. So I, th- I think it'll be a big year for Mark Andrews. I'm, he's, you had him, what, 2.7, you said? I, he, he's a flat two for me, if that. 2.0 out of five. I'm not worried about Mark Andrews. I, I'm, I'm. Try, I'm targeting Mark Andrews in my drafts. Sure. The only other guy up at the top is Kyle Pitts on a bad offense uh, with a questionable uh, quarterback and MCL tear last November. Not uh, That usually only takes, well, a grade three tear is a full tear. And, and you know, he's fully recovered for, from that for sure couple thigh and sprains too all on the right leg so again another another tight end with all right leg injuries that's probably his plant foot as well guessing he's right-handed so i would say he's a moderate risk moderate to high risk especially on a a stink butt offense like the the falcons are going to be possibly uh, i would i would definitely i have no interest in kyle pitts never have always faded him and it seems to pay off well so just from a football standpoint fade kyle pitts but he also has uh that right lower extremity risk coming with him as well he's young i'm not worried about him from an injury standpoint he should be 100% coming into the year but yeah i mean i'm i'm 
I'm worried about him just from a fantasy standpoint. They basically almost phased him out of the offense last year, had him blocking and wasn't getting targets, wasn't getting stats prior to the injury. Uh, you don't know how Desmond Ritter is going to look this year. It's uh, They're going to run the ball. They're going to run offense the Offense with three running backs. I was going to say, you got freaking Cordero yeah, Patterson who came out of nowhere and balling – at that position, then you have uh, I can't think of his name. Dude that ran for a thousand yards, BYU kid. The hell's his name? Al, uh, Algier. Algier, yeah. Algier. Uh, Algier. Imagine running for a thousand yards as a rookie in your team. Freaking drafts of first rounder with that what eighth pick, ninth pick. So and obviously B. John Robinson's a dog. So they've got. Yeah, they're uh, going to run the football. A lot, a lot, lot to of, go around and not, yeah, who knows how much freaking Kyle Pitts is even going to be I, used. So I think they're going to kind of copy Kyle Shanahan, run the run the football with a plethora of backs and then play action and just try not to let Desmond Ritter screw it up or lose the game. And let's uh, go right to San Francisco. George Kittle could have a big season, but as I pull up this uh, – this injury list, I have to scroll. Very and high risk. I very, love George Kittle. I, yes. He's one of my favorite players of all time. But the dude is like, he's just too physical of a player to to make. I mean, he's he's so uh, he's he's so like boomer bust too. Even when he is playing, he'll have weeks that are just duds, and then he'll have weeks where he just goes off. I mean, yeah, obviously he's best. still obviously he has great fantasy value. You know, he still is a top 10 tight end even with his injury risk but just don't reach on the guy i mean he plays he he is the he is the guy that will take 16 extra hits just to get like <laughs> half a half a yard it's like bro you gotta freaking preserve your body similar to how gronk just wore down eventually uh, yeah just so physical so dominant but physical and and constantly just getting his body beat up so very high risk for George Kittle. Yeah, love, I love the I guy though. Love him in best ball, especially he's been he's been dropping kind of late for me too, and I've been getting him. I think I can't remember, but eighties, nineties pick pick eighty or ninety. I've been getting George Kittle, and uh, maybe that I can't I can't say too fuck, but uh, I scoop him up in best ball. I have no interest in taking him in redraft. Man, for that reason, he's gonna be thirty in October. October ninth. That went quick. That does. That's because he never. He barely plays ever. So collectively, he's probably only played three or four seasons. Going into his seventh year, he's only um, actually missed five game five games the past two years, but nine the year before, three the year before that. Yeah, but um, that's also playing through injuries and having those dud weeks too. Guy's a dog. I'll give him that. I mean, George Kittle, if, if he can be out there, he's going to be out there. But he has just always got something going on. Three more teams I, I want to cover. And, well, the AFC North and then, um, and then the Patriots and the Saints. So let's, let's do AFC North. David Njoku heading into his seventh season. Ankle sprain. He's usually, he's usually playing. Um, but fantasy wise football wise he does kind of 
50-50 actually catches the ball when it hits him right on the money. Um, or, or he has to, if he has to reach out and dive for a ball, pro- probably not coming down with it. But he has made some good plays as well, just less often in my eyes than he drops them. But uh, definitely going to be a target for Watson uh, as he you know, likes to throw to the tight end uh, back in Houston. And especially on the scramble, the tight ends usually in that, in that soft pocket there somewhat close by where he can throw it to him on the run. So I actually do look for Njoku to have a pretty, pretty good season. Um, What's his ADP? That's what I was going to ask. I'm actually, I'm actually higher on Njoku than I've ever been. Obviously just a freak physical specimen. But the production has never matched it. But I, I'm actually I mean, he is in I know for a fact in best ball he's going right around pick one hundred to one ten. Him and Friar Muth are uh, right next still to a each little other. Early. I was um, thinking like a very last round he'd be last couple of rounds he'd be great. Uh, but I mean with Watson with you know the full off season getting the shaking off the rust last year and kind of getting the jitters out of there. I do think Watson will be significantly better this year. So obviously there's going to be oh yeah production to go around. If <clears> Deshaun Watson, he'll be a solid option. But Deshaun Watson's going in like the late seventh, early eighth round, and I think that is an absolute steal. And I don't think he's going to be going that late in in redraft leagues, particularly particularly the ones that I play in, because one. Um, in them with Browns fans, and two, um, I think sharp people are on uh, Deshaun Watson for sure this year to be in the top, uh, definitely top eight, you know, possibly top five quarterback this year. And yeah, and Joku's 95th overall ADP, uh, late eighth round. So, oh, that's way, that's too high. That's way too high. Um, tight ends have been going a little bit uh, earlier uh, this year. For the for thing is, my strategy, I've always been a guy that, that reaches for a top-tier tight end because once you get past that first wave of the elite guys, there's just such a huge drop-off compared yeah. to other positions. Like So, you know, you get a Kelsey or a Mark Andrews compared to a mid-tier guy. Like, those guys are getting you a lot of points, whereas... 80% of the starting tight ends are getting you just a couple of weeks. So there's a huge, huge drop off, a huge difference of like points that you're going to get from your replacement. So Kelsey's just going so early that it's tough to justify like tagging a tight end, you know, with the fifth or sixth pick. That's part of why I'm so big on Mark Andrews because there really is, outside of those two, that that is like the, you know, there, there is no, yeah. there's no Gronk. There's no Jimmy Graham when he was getting, you know, 1,200, 1,400 yards. There's, no, there's, there's not as much depth for tight ends this year. So that's why I'm big on Andrews because you can get him later than Chelsea. Chelsea, Kelsey, and I think uh, well, know, that's, that's more of your it, prime slot. Hawkinson uh, would probably be that third guy. Yeah, Hawkinson's definitely number three, uh, easy number three. But one guy that might jump into the top ten this year is Moo. Pittsburgh's offense is 
revamped and and loaded up uh, this year. Uh, better offensive line. Uh, I don't think Muth will have to block as much with Darnell Washington in the mix now as a bigger body. Uh, so, and and Gentry true. might still be on the team. Who knows? Um, I heard today, day one, they're running 12 personnel with, with Pat running seams down the middle. So um, I, I like that. I, I definitely think he's going to be – I think he has high potential to uh, get into the top top eight tight end mix, especially if a few of those guys we listed going above him, Waller, Pitts, uh, Kittle, if those guys miss significant time, uh, Muth definitely has a shot to be uh, top top six even uh, tight end but he's another guy that gets concussions uh he's uh, not so much the knee but it's the brain and, love the uh, guy. i'm i'm just so worried about pat on a personal level i don't even care about football love the yes. dude since he stepped foot on the freaking the grass at beaver stadium but uh man the, the concussions the third concussion was the one where he got freaking well, we talked about it on the pod. We were just like, just shut him down for the year because that was one where he gets hit and he is he is rigid. He is freaking posturing while still standing and then gets hit again by the second guy. Both shots to the head. Uh, yeah. And and I, missed like one week. Missed one week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just... The same with, same with freaking him and Kenny Pickett both, man. They got freaking three concussions apiece already, but it's documented not not He's, the undocumented ones either he had the uh the he dodged a bullet with the with the knee looked like he might have had a severe injury at the at what i think it was the last game of the season uh but didn't need surgery so i mean there's nothing he hasn't had like a huge like surgical history or any major injuries or anything like that but just uh just the concussion standpoint man i'm worried about the kid Worried about worried about the person more so than the football player. I love the guy. Yeah, just to round out the uh, AFC North, Irv Smith coming to Cincinnati uh, for his first year with them, uh, year five for his pro career, and he he's got three uh, uh, right right. Wow, we we might have to do a study on uh, tight ends. They're all right leg uh, injury. Looking at this. Um, Groin, two groin strains, a meniscus tear, and a grade three ankle sprain last year, uh, where he was out for, I believe, like eight to 10 weeks for the Lions Vikings. And, and that's when they pivoted to Hawkinson. So, you know, Irv Smith, really only the one major injury. I would still say he's like a three out of five to miss a month or more uh, this year. Just, just due to, to kind of racking up some some right leg injuries, so that's another guy that you know could miss three to four weeks with a sprain, and I think he's in a a, a tier of of more than above average, or I should say, just above average to to re-injure himself. I have nothing significant to add. What we're saying is, tight ends are kind of a wild card this year because a lot of the top top guys are very injury prone. Like I was saying, there's a just a huge drop off once you miss that first wave of of Kelsey and Andrews. So, my advice to you, Mark Andrews is your guy. Is that the last? Or do we have more to talk about? Um, well, I was just going to touch on Mike Kosicki and Hunter he Henry in in New Kosicki. England. 
uh, Gesicki doesn't get hurt. A uh, very low risk guy on that side of the things, but um, certainly an inconsistent pass catcher as far as fantasy goes. That was well, he with- was he was really emerging and, until it's just the uh, once Mike McDaniel came in, he kind of phased him out of the offense and and one of yes. the uh, the blocking tight end in there. So, I mean, two years ago, Gesicki, I mean, they franchise tagged him. They freaking, they freaking paid him a dick ton just to not even use him last year. So I, I hope New England will be a fresh start. I don't know what the offense, you know, I don't know how prolific of a passing unit that will be with Mac Jones, but it's not like a stacked receiving offense. I think there will definitely be targets for Gesicki. Um, well, I mean, he's going, he's going undrafted. So I'm huge on Gasicki this year from oh, that yeah. standpoint, like yes. definitely take a flyer on him. No injury history. The, he's just, he's just a, he's just a receiver. He's not a tight end. He's not going to block. Like that's why Miami didn't, that's he basically got benched last year. Uh, but I mean, two years ago it was what? Yeah. He had a, he had a good year a couple of years ago. But the point I was going to make is the good and the bad going to Bill Belichick's Patriots is nobody on the Patriots is usually a consistent fantasy producer. They they spread out and definitely game plan who's going to get the ball or the targets that particular week, and you'll have no clue who it is. And especially now with two tight ends with Henry and Gesicki on the roster, it's going to be a crapshoot uh, week to week um, who's going to, um, get those targets, but definitely in best ball, Mike Isicki is going like, like you said, um, very late round. <clears throat> um, if, if he is drafted, most of what I've seen, he's not even getting drafted for, for, for redrafts. Yes. But no, he is getting drafted in most best ball drafts, but it's round 17, 18. So you're getting him at basically a free, a freebie pick. Um, he's a great person. If you take one of the top tight ends early, just don't take anybody at all. Uh, load up in other positions and then go grab Mike Gesicki at the end of the draft to go with him. But man, I, as Danny was talking, I was clicking through every single tight end I've clicked on. Multiple right lower extremity injuries. They're all it's all the right lower extremities. Look at this. Except Logan Thomas, he just has no, not Logan Thomas. Uh, Reed, Logan. who who was the uh? Reed was concussion guy. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed, I was going to say, he's got freaking 900 billion concussions. No leg uh, injuries. But, I mean, there's something going on here with tight ends right something legs. in the water. Look is, at this. Yeah, that is. CJ Uzoma. Uh, Damn. Austin Hooper. Luke Sh- Shoemaker. Taysom whoever, Hill. Whoever that guy is. Uh, Zach Ertz. Hunter Henry. Dawson Knox, Logan Thomas, Noah Font, Irv Smith, uh, every single one, and none of them have any left leg injuries. Hayden Hurst, four right leg injuries. Yeah, what the hell is going on? Bro, we just found a trend. Evan, I don't, what the fuck is that? Evan Ingram, dude, that four is right, freaking crazy. Four right, right leg injuries, none on the left. Kittle, Kittle, all Kittles are right leg. Kittle has four on his right leg. Man, we just found a trend. What was what us. knee? What knee was Pitts? Right leg. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, there's not what? a. 
There's not a single left leg injury on any of these guys. Uh, all of them have multiple right leg injuries. Um, Fryermuth, two, two. How do you? Right. How do you even? How, like, what is the rationale behind that? I'm telling you, like, they're all like right-handed they, people, so they're that's their pivot foot. That's like their strong side leg that they're they're always going to cut off of harder, harder on. And then if they're all kind of, you know, we I guess we'd have to look at what side of the ball they're lining up on. Most but I mean, just time. getting like hit or rolled up on, like why do like yeah. none of, literally none of them have left legs? That's it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Tyler Higby, Tyler, what the f- man? Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz. Right dude, what the fuck? I feel like I'm. In, I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I wish. I wish all four people listening to this could view the screen right now because it's literally baffling. Jimmy Graham coming Jimmy, back. Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, remarkably healthy for his. Oh, but look at him with the with the right right, right. knee patella ligament, the, dude. When he blew, I forgot that he freaking. I went. I, that was when he was with the Seahawks, man. Right leg. How's that even? And that's not. That's dude. That's so weird. Adam Troutman, Brent, Brenton Strange, my dog. Click on Brenton Strange. Zero Stater, primed for a prime. Oh, that. Well, yeah, that doesn't help you. I was gonna say I don't remember him ever getting hurt. Moali Cox, two two right leg strains. Wow. We just went through every tight end on this page. Darnell Washington, right foot. Makes no sense. Wild. Yeah, so, all right. Well, that's our tight end preview for the year. Uh, watch out for their right legs. Man, I, I, I guess we'll end it on that note. But, yeah, Jimmy, uh, you know, the, the Saints have, like, nine tight ends now. Taysom Hill, uh, John, or, uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, but there's the, the other guy. Well, Johnny he, Smith? Is that where he went? No, uh, it's John something Johnson. Oh, oh, uh, Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson, and um, and they have Foster Moreau. Oh, Falcons. Johnny Smith went to the Falcons. They aren't using freaking Kyle Pitts at all. What the hell's going on with them? So yeah, the tight uh, Saints have like four tight ends, and um, but I per, well, Jimmy Graham's the wild card now. But before that, I was kind of leaning on. Um, Juwan Johnson to get the bulk of the targets at tight end there, and then and then you know Taysom Hill's the the gadget guy. Um, so I still I have a lot of shares of uh, Juwan Johnson, but oh well. Uh, we'll see how Jimmy Graham fares as a going into season season fourteen, but I think he's. You know, took one year off, so this would be 14 years now he's been playing pro football uh, or, you know, doing that. That's crazy. So I don't know how, how much he'll be on the field, um, but, yeah, tight ends, right legs. I, I'm, I'm findings. not – I don't know how much fantasy value Jimmy Graham's going to give you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him. He's just going to be, you know, a threat oh, in the red zone kind of guy. I'll be the, I'll be keeping an eye up. on him for for DFS. Yeah, mate. Yeah, but he'll have yeah. a week or two. But but as far as anything where you're drafting, I don't think. I mean, but even his his week or two is going to be you know 
two catches and a touchdown. Like his big weeks are gonna. I don't. I don't think he's gonna have targets. I think they're just gonna be goal line fades. Which I mean, he could maybe. Yeah, maybe have a two touchdown week, three touchdown week. Hopefully, but I think you're even your high end. I don't think is gonna really be there. But he's gonna be super super cheap in DFS. So yeah, it would be worth a worth a plug and play every once in a while. Well, let's try to keep this under an hour. So we're going to pivot to draw of the week. Um, I hit last week's pod, uh, whatever we gave out. (laughs) I I don't even remember what I gave out. I know we cashed it, though. Um, So that's like that. I've been pretty hot with those on, on the pod. And then, you know, last night I tweeted out USA, Norway, uh, or Netherlands um, first half draw didn't draw the first half draw the first game and I didn't take my own advice which I give all to, to you all which is take both the first half and the full game or or um, go back and take the full game at halftime and I blame Fox Sports for being a piece of shit app I was I was dealing with that instead of you know getting on the book and putting in a second half draw in that game but. Oh well, we move on. And this week, I, I still we're gonna. I'm gonna stick with the women's World Cup here. I think MLS has the week off, so um, well they're they're in the they're doing the leagues cup right now. Oh, so that's you, right. It, yeah. it won't show up if you click MLS. You got to find the actual leagues cup thing. That's Le- right, league leagues cup. Game. And Messi's on fire, but um, my draw of the week is Sweden versus Italy, uh, the two top teams in their group. Sweden with a you know, slight uh, favorite uh, against them. I think they're minus one thirty, but Italy's going to play them tough because they know they have to. If if they want to advance, this is the game to do it with at least one point out of it. So Italy's, I think they're they're definitely coming for the draw if they can't get the win. So I think that's the sharp sharpest draw play of the on the board. And I also have France and Brazil. Just another close odds game to two uh, better teams in the tournament. So my, my one a pick is Sweden, Italy, and then go ahead and put, put a little sprinkle on France, Brazil as well. Yes, sir. I got, I'm going with Columbus crew and club America, which will be on Monday night. FanDuel doesn't even have the odds yet. Uh, Cause they're waiting on, well, so, uh, Club America is currently playing St. Louis right now and winning. I'm assuming they're waiting for the result of this game to have odds for it. But if they hold on for the dub, both them and the crew will be advancing. Just playing to go for you know for first place in the group, which I will also be in attendance at this game. So I'm pretty pumped up. Club America is uh, they are the biggest club in North America. They pack over a hundred thousand into the into Estadio Azteca for their games. Uh, it's basically the uh, it's the big house. It's the, it's it's the Michigan Wolves of uh, Mexican soccer coming to Columbus. Can't wait to you know go get into a fight with a bunch of Mexicans. It's gonna be a beautiful time. But I think that it will be you know n- neither team necessarily desperate or getting too aggressive. Columbus being home, I think they'll uh, at least get a result. I like the draw. Don't know what the odds are, but probably about plus 200. Yeah, almost all the draws are at minimum plus 200. 
and then to wrap things up, uh, UFC 291 is this weekend. Pretty, really good card, actually. Uh, main event, Dustin Poirier and uh, Justin Gaethje for the bad motherfucker belt. And I, I like Dustin Poirier a little bit more uh, in this matchup, but it is pretty much a coin flip. Those guys are going to hang and bang. And uh, but Justin Poirier does have his own hot sauce, so I think that uh, the edge to him. But I have a parlay for the pod that uh, you can do all all of these together, and it's a ten to one parlay. Uh, six fights, uh, typically six fight parlay doesn't go your way. So I'm also going to suggest that you do the round robin here, uh, either by fours or by five. So if you're on FanDuel, click all of these names, and then you click round robin below that, and it'll give you all your options. So, um, And just to explain that a little bit, if you're going to do by fours and you put your wager in at $5, you're putting in 15 bets at $5 a bet. So you'd be betting, what is that, 75 bucks? To win, if all six hit, your seventy-five would win you three fifteen. But if two of those guys lose, two out of the six guys lose, you're still going to make a little bit of money, probably around a hundred bucks total. So you'd be up like twenty-five bucks. So definitely a smarter way to do this, but you'd be laying a lot more money on these guys at the buy fours, or um, you you can look at look at that on FanDuel for yourself. But here's my six fighters uh, for uh, Saturday. That is Matthew Semmelsberg, and he's fighting Eros Medic. Uh, he's a minus 215 favorite on the prelims. Another prelim fight, Roman Kopilov. That's not how you say his name, but that's close as I'm going to get. He's a minus 215 favorite on the prelim as well. A uh, guy I like a lot more than those other two. Gabrielle Bonfim, and he is fighting Trevin Giles, uh, minus 355. So a lot of juice on him. That's, you know, probably makes sense why I like him so much. Oh, my God. Can you hear that in the background? I can. Is it the Tooth Fairy? It's the Tooth Fairy. Just waltzes right in and starts scanning and printing shit. Just, just rude. Absolutely rude. Where was I? Gabriel Bonfim, minus 355. He's my third guy. Hate to do this next pick, and if you're going to leave anyone out, leave him out. It's Marcos Rodrigo de Lima. He's fighting my favorite Derek Lewis, hot balls Derek Lewis, um, but he's only minus 230, and he's he's better than Derek Lewis. He's just he's a freak. He's a, he's a muscular monster. Derek Lewis, Lewis has lost a bunch of weight. And is in a lot better shape right now. But technically, Delima is a better wrestler. And we know Derek Lewis, uh, that's that's his weak spot. So uh Delima minus 230. And then uh local to me, Stephen Thompson, Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson, uh fighting out of Simpsonville, South Carolina, which is about 35, 40 minutes from me. They got a cool IMAX theater. I digress. He's minus. 164 on the pay-per-view uh fighting michael Pereira, and uh yeah stephen thompson's his goal right now is to try to fight for a title and this is probably one of the last fights he'd need to win to get a title shot especially being 
third to last on the on the card, um, something like that. So, yeah, Stephen Thompson, like him, and then uh, my favorite as well here, Jan Bohovitz, fighting Alex Pereira, uh, minus one twenty. So much closer to even odds for those last two fights. Do what you want with those six fights fighters that I gave out. Uh, that's who I like this weekend, though. Best of luck to you. Anything else, Danny? I don't know shit about any of that except for Poirier. So I'm I'm taking Poirier. I don't right. think my parting my parting words is poor Saquon because you know if that bastard gets hurt, <laughs> they're just fucking him over. Mm. And he's but hope he has a big season. Love you, Saquon. Yes, I I do as well. And if anyone wants to get juiced up, watch some Penn State Saquon Barkley highlights. Uh, can't wait, can't wait for football. God damn. All right. So what, whatever you're doing, I'm going to the lake, lake this weekend, um, in North Carolina and I will be pro I will hopefully be watching UFC, but the, the people I'll be with not so much into it. I'll, I'll be bringing my iPad along with me and asking for the Wi-Fi, but, uh, I don't even know if I'll be able to stay up this, this late for it. Who knows? But if you're going to the lake, going to the beach, stay cool in this boil it, global boiling. Uh, just, just thank God football's back. We got football to talk about. So nothing, no, no worries. I turned 30 this weekend. I, I have a lot of worries. Oh, shit. Uh, happy birthday. <laughs> I didn't know that. I did. I had no clue when your birthday was. My birthday was ten days ago. We, we are. We have close birthdays. I was going to say, how do you not remember that? Oh, no. I mean, I'll write it down now. Put that in my Google Calendar. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I just turned thirty-one ten days ago. Eh. Thing things. De I definitely need to stretch a lot more now than I ever have before. Just to just to stay limber and not sore and not have like little aches and pains in my ankles and stuff like that so imagine what george kittle's feeling <laughs> all right i think that does it for us enjoy the weekend we'll we'll be back next week if i had to bet on it and uh you know stay healthy america